Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Stop the Thing podcast. For this episode, we're finally getting back to the fun stuff, or at least the stuff that I think is more fun. I kind of thought the last couple of episodes were kind of fun too, because we we're talking about stuff that normally is somewhat of a taboo subject. But realistically, taboos, in my opinion, are kind of stupid because, well, you really just want to be able to talk about and debate everything because if you don't, uh, you kind of end up with these gray areas where things aren't clearly defined. And that's not something you want. You want everything to be defined everywhere if possible. It's an impossible Uh, attempt to accomplish that but it's kind of the target i would say of any civilization is to have all of their taboos well defined so that um, any instances or infractions of the taboos result in appropriate responses and not people doing stupid stuff but i digress the topic of this episode is going to be space weapons so I recently spent a decent amount of time thinking about basically space-to-space, space-to-planet combat for a book I was kind of thinking about. And um, in general, when it comes to space weapons, there's kind of like two types that I can think of. There are ship-to-ship weapons, so that would be like the kind of weapons you would employ from one ship to attack another ship. And then there are planetary attack weapons, so those are the kind of weapons you would use to basically attack something that's on like a planetary body. And now... Ship-to-ship weapons and planetary attack weapons don't necessarily need to be different. There is some degree of overlap there, but because of the nature of planetary bodies, the effectiveness of your run-of-the-mill ship-to-ship weapons might not be the same if you're dealing with a planet. So, starting with ship-to-ship weapons, you have guns. And by guns, I basically mean, you know, your conventional hunk of lead mounted in front of some sort of like explosive charge whether that be in like a casing or stacked in separately so picture like your typical naval guns kind of or like a tank gun or something like that Potentially you could, or even something smaller than that too, like you could have like mini guns or auto cannons. Potentially you could design firearms, guns like this that would work in space. It would be mounted on the outside of a spaceship and they would largely function about the same that they do on Earth. The primary differences kind of depend on your field of combat. So... If you're orbiting around a body, like that's kind of the thing that would change with guns. So like on Earth, you kind of have like ballistic trajectories and all that fun stuff. Whereas in space combat, your um, target would be moving at some rate and some direction relative to you. 
And so your guns would basically have to be capable of targeting your target um, and accounting for that relative motion. So with orbital mechanics coming into play, if you're in a ship that's currently orbiting a planetary body and you're trying to attack another ship, then it's really interesting because the range of your projectiles, assuming you're traveling at over to velocities, is basically infinite. Now, don't freak out yet. Just hear me out. So what I'm saying by basically infinite is essentially if you're already in orbit and you fire a projectile along your orbital path, so firing forward, you will essentially decelerate your ship, which will put it into a lower, higher speed orbit. Might be a very small amount. It's basically dependent on the size of the projectile you're firing. And um, the projectile, your, your, tar- your bullet will basically fly from your ship in a higher, but eventually slower orbit. And essentially for targeting, basically what you're trying to do is you're going to put the projectile in orbit at a certain velocity and you want to make sure that its orbital path intersects with whatever you're targeting at whatever point in time you need it to be there. Because obviously if if your trajectory of your your bullet intersects with um, where your target was, it doesn't do you any good. And if it gets there too soon, it doesn't do you any good. So basically, you're trying to put bullets in the same space as bullets, shells. Essentially, you'd be trying to put your projectile in the same space that's going to be occupied by your target at the same time. And so it becomes shooting something in space is much more complicated than it is in basically like Earth situations. Because in Earth, where um, your target is potentially stationary relative to you or moving relative to you or both of you are moving relative to each other it um it becomes a lot more tricky to basically ensure that your your target intersects with your uh, projectile in a violent manner the limiting factor of guns, basically, in oh, and I guess on the other side of things, um, you potentially couldn't really like like orbital mechanics are so fun. It's it's fascinating to think about. You would be able to shoot at pretty much everything that's around you, but you would be creating like crazy orbits for your projectiles if they miss that would just continue flying around the earth until they deorbit themselves by atmospheric drag or until they hit something which wouldn't be good 
so with that being said, um, the limiting factor with guns, powder projectiles, is basically their velocity. So their effective range is going to be related to how fast they fly. And essentially, if they're so slow that the enemy can detect them and then maneuver out of their way, by the time they arrive, they essentially become pointless. So with conventional guns that only have a couple, um, maybe three kilometers per second, uh, I think that's way too high, three kilometers. For your conventional, like, artillery and that kind of stuff that only has maybe a kilometer per second of like velocity change any ship that can move out of the target zone within a second like we'd have to get in all kinds of math to determine the exact capabilities but it would basically be based on the speed of your projectile when it's fired from your guns the um the closer something is to your ship with conventional guns, the less time it has to react. And then um, the further away it gets, the more you have to essentially be able to predict where it's going to be to actually hit it. And so as a result, really far away targets would basically be impossible to hit if they're capable of taking evasive maneuvers. If they're stationary targets and they're stuck on like a specific orbit, like for instance, if you have satellites that are unmaneuverable and you have a ship in orbit, you could potentially line up shots that um, would basically be able to hit a satellite that's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away just because the satellite doesn't know it's being shot at and it's not capable of adjusting adjusting its position. So, so long as your gun is sufficiently accurate to insert your projectile on your desired trajectory, it wouldn't be too hard for you to plot an intercept course and put your projectile on a ballistic trajectory into your target. It's only when uh, your target has the ability to maneuver that you, your guns kind of have like a limitation. And the other limitation too, is the travel time. So obviously like for combat situations, it's a very little use to you if it takes seven days for your bullets to arrive, unless it's like a stationary target. And the reason why it's very little use is because the action isn't like punctuated. It's not definite. It's delayed. And so like over the course of seven days, you might regret that you fired those bullets, but there's no way to basically abort the shot unless you have like self-destruct mechanisms on them. And if you don't have those, then basically like if you shot at someone's satellites on day one, it's going to take three days for them to reach them. And then on day two, you guys reach a peace agreement. Well, congratulations. Your satellites are going to blow up tomorrow because we have bullets en route and we can't um, stop them. So you could potentially tell your enemies to move their satellites. But if they can't get that done, then you're still out of luck. So basically, guns in space are potentially effective on stationary targets. They're less effective on moving targets. And they're limited by their velocity. So their accuracy is going to decrease the further away you are from your ship when you fire them, the further away your target is from your ship when you fire them. And it's probably going to be a pretty steep drop off.
especially if your target's capable of relative motion. So those are conventional guns, you know, bullet powder, shell powder, whatever terminology you want to use. The uh, less conventional would be something like a railgun. So railguns in space are more effective than conventional ammunition because, first of all, you're not required to drag with you a bunch of powder, which is nice. You don't have to carry explosive propellant. As everyone's aware, it's really expensive to get mass up into space. And so if you can basically just carry your projectile mass, you don't have to worry about carrying your propellant mass, then you're saving yourself a lot of money. So that's why railguns are definitely superior to propellant guns. Um, Railguns also have faster projectile speeds and railguns, coil guns. Basically, what we're talking about here is magnetic acceleration weaponry. So electromagnetic weaponry, weapons that use electromagnetic forces to accelerate a projectile. So um, with a railgun, you basically have in railguns case, you have two rails and then a basically like a staybot thing that rides along the center of the rails and is then basically flung out the end, usually at somewhere between three to six kilometers per second. And so they're pretty fast and they could potentially be faster too, depending on how well we get the technology dialed in. And in theory, they'd be slower firing than guns, you would think, but that's definitely not necessarily guaranteed because your limiting factor with a railgun is um, with a railgun um, you're basically your limiting factors are probably going to be more so your ability to supply the gun with energy and then your ability to dissipate heat from the gun each time it fire each time it fires whereas with a conventional gun your limitations are more so how fast you can actually supply the ammo and then whether or not firing too fast is going to damage the barrel so there's a bit of overlap with the firing too fast but with rail guns your heating is probably a bigger concern than your ammo delivery ability but anyway with rail guns it's the exact same deal as with conventional guns basically you need to fire the projectile in such a way as to make sure that it arrives at the location of your target at the same time your target arrives there too. The difference and the perk of railguns is that they fire their projectiles at much higher velocities. So as a result, your your opponent, when compared to uh, regular guns, has much less time to essentially initiate evasive maneuvers. And so you potentially are able to basically use them to a higher degree of effectiveness because um, your opponent is, um, you know, incapable of detecting and evading them fast enough to get out of the way. So... There's that. Another potential advantage of railguns, and you kind of see this in Halo, is they can potentially be scaled up quite a bit. The limiting factor is essentially your material property technology and your ability to supply them with um, energy. And so you could realistically fire projectiles that are massive 
we're talking tons and something like that hits a, a ship you're talking major problems for that ship and additionally you can also push the envelope and basically like if you have enough energy you fire projectiles at relativistic speeds like you could fire a projectile at some fraction of the speed of light which would do a massive amount of damage on impact with anything really but like i said the main disadvantage of railguns is aside from energy costs being extremely high and potential barrel de degradation and wear is the, the whole entire they're limited to the same issue with regular guns is they are ballistic projectiles that don't have the ability to alter trajectory after they're fired and so you basically need to fire them where your opponent's going to be and railguns are going to be able to hit further out opponents probably much harder too because of the nature of their higher speed and masses but at the same time they're still limited to basically being an unguided munition and if your opponent knows you fired a railgun which they probably will because light travels faster than your projectile will they should in theory receive a warning that you fired and if they have sufficient time depending on the length of your engagement they can maneuver out of the way of your incoming railgun slash coil gun slash magnetic acceleration cannon projectile so there are two ship to ship weapons that are probably well pretty near future i would say railguns are out there a little bit guns definitely are not the next one on the list is missiles and missiles are really interesting because they unlike guns and railguns have the ability to propel themselves and so essentially you can fire a missile from your ship and it's probably not going to achieve quite the same velocities as your guns and railguns do but the missile has the added benefit of potentially having control surfaces and by control surfaces i mean thruster packs here because in the vacuum of space you don't have any atmosphere which means having fins isn't going to help you steer but basically you can fire missiles and the missiles can then propulsively direct themselves to their targets and in a sense they can course correct to account for a target that's moving or starts beginning evasive maneuvers so of course based on the speed of the missile the faster the missile the longer the distance it needs to change basically direction which kind of means like if you shoot a really slow missile it might be able to track your target really well but it might not be able to catch them if you shoot a really fast missile it might be able to catch your target but it might potentially be outmaneuvered by your targets and miss entirely. Missiles are kind of a fun one because they, um, they have the ability to basically be deployed in like mass numbers. Like the downside of missiles is that they have mass and that you have to carry missile body, warhead, propellant, and all that stuff. The upside is that, um, unlike with railguns and guns, which kind of have like heating limitations, because another thing to remember is in the vacuum of space, we don't have um, convection. Or sorry, well, we don't have convection, but 
we don't have conduction really working in our advantage in our favor either because there's no atmosphere there's no particles in in surrounding your ship to remove heat which basically means every time you fire a gun the only way to cool it is through radiative cooling and that's not terribly effective necessarily unless you put a lot of design work into it so the end result here is basically with guns and rail guns you really got to worry about them heating up and overheating in space whereas with missiles uh, you can essentially drop them out of your ship which doesn't really cause any heat generation for you and fire them off as many as you want, as fast as you want until you run out of them. So in a sense, missiles are really kind of one of the superior space weapons because um, although they probably aren't going to have the speed that a railgun projectile would or the rapidity of fire that guns would, their ability to track targets and their ability to basically like course correct. Like that's another thing with missiles too, is essentially you could align your ship on a collision trajectory with your target, drop the missiles out and then just let them float in space along that trajectory and not have them fire. So they would pretty much just be projectiles traveling under the orbital path that your ship put them on. And then when they get close to their target, that's when they could actually activate their propellant and start their maneuvering and all that stuff. But point is, is that with missiles, um, you have a lot more targetability, but the downside is that you have to haul up that extra mass and that they're not going to be necessarily as fast as your gun or rail gun projectiles. So that kind of covers the uh, basic ship-to-ship stuff, the stuff that is most near to us in the present era the uh the fancier further out technology is the lasers and direct energy stuff so lasers are probably the pinnacle of ship to ship space weaponry and the reason they are that is because of the fact that a laser travels at the speed of light and to even see something in space you have to be within electromagnetic range which essentially means that um anytime you're close enough to someone to get them on radar you're potentially close enough to attack them with some sort of electromagnetic attack now the thing with lasers is they once again rely on energy so you have to worry about cooling them and keeping them within their operational parameters you also have to worry about their focal length and their targeting ability but once you get past that stuff um they run on basically just power so you don't have to worry about lugging propellant or missiles up to operate your lasers they um basically hit their targets instantaneously almost and they have better tracking capabilities i would say than any other target form so essentially whereas your guns and rail guns are limited by their velocity and your ability to target stuff like that limits their effective range missiles probably have a slightly longer range just because of their um ability to track targets lasers on the other hand basically have probably the best range capabilities the downside with lasers are essentially their energy density like they can depending on the design lasers can only put out so much energy and 
ships could potentially be designed to reflect and not absorb um, laser energies in the most common laser weapon spectrums, which basically nerf the effectiveness of lasers upon contact. Not to mention, they don't do well if they have to pass through any particulate matter or junk that's in space between the laser and um, the target either. Uh, lasers, I guess, for those of you who aren't entirely sure how they work, basically work by launching a beam of photons that are traveling at roughly the same wavelength, wavelength and frequency, I think, is how they work, to uh, hit a target. And then when the lasers collide with this target, the, uh, the photons and the lasers basically excite the atoms and the target material. And when the atoms are excited enough, they break the bonds of what's holding them down to the surrounding material, and they kind of just vaporize. They turn into a gas, and they escape into space. So basically, a laser will hit its target, and then it will, like, vaporize stuff on it, and then that'll create, like, a damage. It'll melt the surface in that area and allow, like potentially like create structural weaknesses like that's kind of thing with most metals is uh, the strength of metal materials decreases dramatically as temperature increases and so if you have a pressurized ship that has to contain a certain amount of pressure or if you have a ship that's under a certain amount of stress and it's hit by a laser and the laser will say doesn't actually manage to do much damage but it just heats up enough of the ship in a certain spot the stresses of the ship could actually be enough to cause a failure in that location that was heated up anyway, which would be very bad. Lasers could also be used to damage specific subsystems on a ship. Like you could target like specific like communication systems or propulsion units and stuff like that. That's highly vulnerable. That um, would be much more difficult to hit with a much slower moving attack median. So that's kind of lasers. Uh, the downsides are you got to keep them cool and you have to uh, basically supply enough energy to operate them. And they're probably harder to keep in functioning order with uh, lasers kind of discussed. Your other ship to ship weapon is kind of like your fancy direct energy stuff. It might be possible to like fire particles at someone as opposed to like a laser, which shoots a photon, you could potentially fire a particle beam at an enemy ship. So a beam that contains like ions or something like that, or maybe a beam that's formed of plasma, if you want to borrow from the Covenant from Halo. There's that stuff. There's other spectrums of the electromagnetic frequency. And beyond that, I can't really think of anything else that would make like good ship-to-ship weapons. So yeah, that's kind of the list. All of these are things you could potentially see on a spaceship if you're going to have spaceship-to-spaceship combat, but I would caution against ever doing anything like that because um, it's one thing for a naval ship to take a hit on the sea. It's another thing for a spaceship to take a hit in space because the loss of life is going to be dramatically higher on a spaceship because space is a vacuum and it doesn't like people. And if it gets inside the ship, it's going to kill a lot of people. So 
spaceships are so unique and complex and have so many components that even if you break just a few systems, you potentially jeopardize the life support systems and the whole entire crew. So it's really nasty and potentially costly to have spaceship to spaceship warfare. But with that said, it looks like we're out of time. So uh, we will pick this up in the next episode. As always, thank you for listening and have a great day.